1: Good morning.
0: Hi. I have finally got it together, and here I am. That's okay. I used all of my waiting time to look around my office in disgust. And (laughs) (laughs) why? What's wrong? That's in here. Of all the what? That's in there? Trash, garbage, stuff. Just all the things. I just call it my things. No, this is not even my things. This is like stuff that I need to either get rid of or put in the garage. My office has become like the overflow for kid things or just general things that should be taken downstairs and put in the garage. Oh, no. But... At this point, I don't know where we can put this stuff in the garage, so I'm just letting it live in the office and slowly feed the festering anger that is building inside of me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because you don't say to your kids, do something with this. Do you remember when I used to get a big black plastic bag and say, I'm assuming your toys all over the floor are garbage and that's why you left them here? You'd freak out and go, no, they're not. I go, well, then you better find a place for them. Otherwise, they're going in the garbage
0: bag. Works every time. It's not even that. It's like stuff that was kid stuff that I sort of want to keep or the leftover, not leftover, but like clothes that the kids are like, I don't want these pants anymore, but I don't want to get rid of them because I know eventually they'll just wear them again because for some reason, pant styles change all the fucking time with kids. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not, every time you say you don't want clothes, I'm not just donating them or trashing them. I need to keep them just in case. It's that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, you're much much e- e- more easygoing parent than I was. Do you remember when I used to get that bag out? Well, yeah, and that's fine,
0: <laughs> but it's not I'm even like... You remember, that's all. No, I remember. This is like, not loose stuff. This is like Tupperware bins like big tubs of like shit that needs to be stored somewhere else in the house that's not my office like I just want my office to be mom space again
1: yes I understand that I mean I walk into my craft room and I'm like I I need to par down on my amount of it's stuff I indulge in. But, you know, I revel at it. And I still, even though I have my office, I got all these bins, cabinets, desk, organized it. I still have to deal with digging through crap when I'm starting a project and going, where did I put that Tunisian <laughs> crochet hook that I need? Or where's that pattern I need for the hand puppets that I need to make for the kids?
0: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I understand. It's a big hot mess. It's hard and to I stay Organized, especially if you're using the stuff. And uh, it, sure, if I just organized it once and never opened the door again, the <laughs> room would stay perfect, right? But that's not. Yeah what you have your stuff for i told myself just the other day my house is lived in yeah so you're saying reminds me of like this sign i saw for your wall and it's like sorry our house is a mess but we live here that's right (laughs) that's right i mean my mother's house you would
1: it never was dirty it looked like a goddamn museum there was a room it it was the living room and basically we were not allowed in there unless it was christmas
0: Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of houses used to be like that
1: yeah screw that (laughs) I want my house lived in and loved and, you know, when people walk in it, they're like, this is a home that reflects the inner turmoil and craziness (laughs) that is this person. I'm okay with that. You better know up front, right? Mm -hmm.
0: True. I like it.
1: Yeah. And then it's been so hot. I finally went out this morning you know, have a a attention span of a gnat. I'm like, oh, I'm only going to water these pots on the patio. Oh, I better water the back because I'm sure it's dry. Oh my God, look at the side of the house. The plants are wilting. It's so freaking hot here said to water all that and it's like i better check the front well that too all i could think of is rachel's going to kill me i don't even have my phone with me i'm not stopping to go get it to text you that i'm outside in case you text me that it's time to get going because i'm busy i can't stop i did it all literally ran in the sliding glass door in the kitchen looked at the clock and it was 9:28 i'm like oh plenty of time <laughs>
0: Two minutes. I got this.
1: (laughs) I got this. Oh, it's not as bad as I thought. It's all good. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Did you love that little embroidery thing with that kitten? I wish it was a pattern because I really want to embroider it. I think we both should in memory of grandma.
0: I feel like we could probably find it on Etsy if we did enough searching. Well, that would be your terrain. I hate technology
1: so much. Don't even get me started. I I have Bing on my computer. It came with Bing. I hate Bing. I want Chrome to do all my searching. And it just automatically pops up. And for the life, I can't figure out how the fuck do I get rid of this? I don't want it. I don't need it. Why is it popping up all of a sudden? Never used to do that. I don't know what's happening. Hmm. Yeah, that is annoying. But I have iced coffee and that's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I went back to uh, Vaughn's the other day. So hoping I would see that guy in the parking lot again, but no such luck.
0: Well, do you want to tell that story since you never told it on the podcast?
1: Oh, sure, I'll tell that story. So I went to the grocery store a couple of weeks ago, and I was turning into a spot to park. And I look up, and there is an African-American guy. I have no idea how old he is. I guess maybe early 20s. I'm hoping he's at least in his 20s. He is so freaking hot. Hot. He could have been a model on a T.S. Joyce book cover or somebody's book cover. He had a shirt on that had no sleeves. His arms were built. He was built. And I mean, not overly built, but holy crap. Built enough that you know he could lift you and do you against a wall. So... He also is wearing like he has dreads in his hair and his hair is tied back and he's wearing shorts and he starts walking to the car. And because I'm losing my mind, the older I get, I'm like, I am drooling over this guy. I get out of the car. He's putting he's bending and putting his stuff in the passenger side. Can't control myself. I'm out of control. And I just go out loud you're very handsome as he's walking around (laughs) the front of his car. He freezes. He even kind of goes ducks down a little bit. I don't know what he thought was happening. He starts looking around and he sees me and I'm cracking up because I just and laughing that i can't believe i even did this i was so enthralled with him i got out of the car and locked it without my purse to pay for my groceries so he looks at me he starts laughing and he goes thank you ma'am and he's cracking up and i go oh no thank you and i turned around and walked away
0: oh my god uh yeah i kind of love it but also it's like oh my god this poor guy you probably scared him so much that's why he was like hunching down Why would I scare him by a woman saying, you're very handsome? But you said he wasn't facing you. So? So he probably didn't know anybody else was around. So when he heard your voice, it wouldn't matter what you're saying. Just the sound of somebody talking probably scared him.
1: No, he's a big, brave, built man. He's not afraid. But he did look around to see, I think is somebody talking to somebody else before he turned around and noticed me and then i thought you know i don't want to be a lecherous old lady but i was all i could think of was one of those book covers i'm like why don't they put men like this on the covers too Mm -mm -mm. he was laughing when he left so i hope i didn't cause him
0: trauma i think it was a great story for him to tell all his friends
1: (laughs) i hope so i hope he wasn't insulted and creeped out because you know i don't like men making comments to young girls. That's why I just said you're handsome. I didn't say, oh, you know, I really want to do you. And I wasn't really (laughs) even thinking that. I was just thinking, God, this guy is really, really strikingly handsome. That's all. Anything new in
0: your world you want to talk about? Nope. All right. I want to talk about this book. Okay. Yeah, lad. Today's book is Dar. Darverius House of Dar, book number one by Jennifer Julie Miller. I don't really understand why the author does this, but the main character's name is Dar, Mm D-A-R. And the first letter and the last letter are capitalized... But the A isn't. I don't understand why she does that. She does it for every main character in this book series. That's just kind of a thing she does. So while you're reading the book, it was kind of stood out to me that that's what she did when she was writing his name. Well, there was a lot
1: of things that stood out while she was writing this book.
0: Oh, good. I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> okay. My first thing was the dedication. It was kind of long, but the first part just says I want to dedicate this book to my husband, Rick. There are no words to describe my love for you. But the one thing I really want to say is thank you for wanting me. Yeah. That's okay. Sweet. Is it because then we get to chapter one, mm-hmm. and the chapter one is titled Rick and Kira. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when I see this, I'm very confused because I'm wondering why is Rick a main character in this book when this character dies in like the first chapter? Why would she yeah, subconsciously why would she do that? Uh, honey, I don't know. Like I
1: said, you know, I almost downloaded the sound of crickets because my mother always said If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So as we were reviewing this book, I was going to just be hitting the cricket sound in the background. But I decided you might not like that because you want me to participate.
0: I have plenty of not nice things to say about this book. So feel free to say your not nice things. So this instantly turned me off, actually. I'm like, does she think this is sweet? Or does she fucking hate her husband? Yeah, I don't. Mm. This character is killed off very violently in chapter
1: one. So here's chapter one. Their children are grown. Rick and Kira have been married forever. They are leaving on a two-week cruise uh, in the Caribbean, and they're flying through the Bermuda Triangle, which, you know, anytime someone mentions that they're flying through the Bermuda Triangle, you know shit's gonna go down.
0: So she's a Oh, little- yeah, that part was an instant no from me. yeah. <laughs> Me too.
1: It's like, no, we'll figure we'll fly to Mexico and then we'll fly from Mexico, some part in Mexico over to the Caribbean. We're Why tempt fate?
0: So, uh, yeah, I'll fly straight through South America and then over to Africa and then back around yeah. if this is what it takes to yeah. avoid going through the Bermuda Triangle.
1: And second of all, I would never go on a cruise anyway. It's, to me, just a a horrible experience waiting to happen, but that's me. So anyway, they're all excited. She's telling him how much he loves him, and if we don't make it, I love you. And he's like, he says that to her. She says, I love, you say that every time we fly, but they're very excited that they're getting on with their life. So... They're in this plane. They're starting to fly. All of a sudden, passengers start screaming. It was pretty terrifying. The top of the plane is ripped wide open. Something jumps into the hole of the plane. It's not human. They're sitting in the back of the plane, and Rick sees three of these creatures... That are not human. They have creepy arms. They start grabbing women and pulling them through the hole in the plane. And they're freaking out, they're stabbing the men. He yells at Kira, hide, get under the seat, get on my side. He puts a blanket over her. He starts fighting these guys. Maybe this is why she named him after her husband, because he's her champion and he's going to fight for her life. It's really sad because the creature, one of the creatures, ends up, sticking something through rick's stomach and he ends up falling to the ground he tries to crawl forward um towards her and unfortunately rick ends up dying and she's taken by this creature through the hole in the
0: wall okay i have a lot to say about chapter one go right ahead okay so when they're getting on the airplane it says He slides past me to the window seat, grabbing a boob on the way. Yeah. And then it says he takes one side of the earphone and I take the other, and we listen to the music he flips through together on his phone. Okay. Just those two things alone combined with a two week long beachside vacation, which sounds fucking torturous, (laughs) makes me glad that Rick gets murdered in chapter one. Okay. Oh my God.
1: Oh, I thought it was all pretty traumatic, but it was very childish. I'm like, these people are supposedly in their 40s, I think. After you've been married all that time and you're in your 40s, you're lucky if you even look at each other without
0: rolling your eyes at each other. If my husband grabbed my boob in public, (laughs) I would (laughs) have kneed him so hard in the balls. (laughs) How is this cute?
1: I don't I don't know. Is that her idea of romance or that they they're the fun couple. They're so in love. Grabbing I boots guess. is just normal for them. I I don't know. But I I did okay. think this would be pretty
0: horrifying if this were happening. It would be horrifying, but then part of me that can't separate fact from fiction enough sometimes focused in on how when the roof gets ripped off of the airplane all of these people would have been sucked out of the airplane yeah that's just me that this just, happened in real life you have to suspend a lot of um
1: intelligent i don't want to say intelligence because this you know these books can be very intelligent and in, in but a lot of your beliefs and knowledge of science to hook into yes. these books.
0: Can I just point out the thing that you actually have to suspend your beliefs about the most? Yeah, honey, go ahead. Okay, when they get attacked by the aliens, she hides in the legroom section of the seat? Yeah, and he puts a blanket on top of her and a suitcase to try to hide her. How big is the leg room section of the seat that she's sized enough to fucking fit there and hide from the aliens?
1: Uh, yeah, I know. It's barely enough room for your legs and your purse.
0: Even You can barely fit your foot down there, let yeah. alone her whole body. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Maybe when you're scared shitless, things happen. I don't know and- what... I thought
0: the same thing. She's 46 years old. We find out later in the book she's 46. She wouldn't be flexible enough. She'd have too much back and knee pain to get yeah, down well, in there. Yeah, let me tell you. I Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Okay, so she de- Rick does die and Kira does get kidnapped by the aliens. Because, of course, she does. Because how else is she going to get that hot alien dick if she doesn't get rid of her current husband? Exactly.
1: I was surprised, though, that this woman was an older woman. I was very surprised that she was that old.
0: Yeah, that was kind of nice that he is she is older excuse me and then dar is also old i don't know if he's old for being an alien but he is older yes chapter two is in dar's point of view and he's having a verbal argument with his houses and i have to point this out it did say intelligent a.i yeah. Why do we need to put intelligent in front of AI? I'm not <coughs> sure. Anyways, the house is AI. He refers to it as Sage, yes. which is an acronym for whatever the whatever it is. I don't remember. And so, anyway, Sage is telling Dar that he needs a housemate. Basically, he's telling Dar that Dar needs a puppy or some sort of companion around yeah. the house mm-hmm. because his house is sad and lonely, and there's nobody else there. And if I
1: ever got a quote unquote intelligent AI and it started telling me what to do I would rip that thing out so fast and toss it into the street and run it over that its intelligent head would be spinning
0: (laughs) I'm like what the fuck is this thing is it supposed to be cute I I don't know it was kind of like the Jetsons house but this house actually sounded kind of cool in the respect that Sage and the house, if they're two separate things, could modify the house at will. So some rooms could be bigger or Mm -hmm. smaller depending on how you wanted them to be. So it was like a modifiable house. Yeah. Which sounded kind of cool. Yes.
1: But you know, it reminded me of that car kit talking to. Okay.
0: Whatever that show was. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the TV show either. It was too personal. What do you mean? Sage. Sage was too too much of a stretch for me. Oh, okay, not robotic
1: enough. Yes. I want my robots to be robots, so I clearly know who to run from when they take over the world.
0: It is kind of in a scary way that this book has the quote-unquote intelligent AI when AI is really emerging in the world in terms of art and books and everything that is very scary
1: yeah I agree I'm scared of technology anyway so
0: so Dar does agree to go get his housemate so he goes off then we switch back to Kira's point of view and she wakes up in like a holding pen the bunch of aliens are there and they're eating the humans it's horrible sucking their insides out like pixie sticks it's disgusting <laughs> it is really disgusting i'm like I actually at the beginning of this book i thought this
1: book is really and scary because i'm scared of aliens anyway and this is probably as horrifying as it could get
0: it's really gross so for some reason they save her they don't eat her like a pixie stick maybe because her insides (laughs) are old and nasty i don't know I so, don't know. They they send her off to auction, but first they like shove something in her ear, which has got to be a translator. And then like burn something into her arm, which is like a barcode, low jack sort of situation. Oh, okay. And then I haven't mentioned up until this point, but at the end of the chapters, there's like character art. Oh, yes. That's been happening. Yes. I don't understand why we had that in some chapters, but not other. And then some of the character art was like well done and some of it looked like it was shitty clip art pulled off of the interwebs it was very weird to me and then sometimes I could figure out who the character art was supposed to be from the chapter sometimes I couldn't it was weird I pray to god this author isn't listening to this podcast (laughs) okay let me just say that the weirdest thing so far that's happened is this thing that comes up because this little gem in chapter 4 I could have done without okay okay in chapter 4 it says I'm bruised and torn all over anyway i mean hell i have had my damn nipple torn off yeah and for heaven's sake even my mouth was forced to open to examine my teeth the only thing they haven't done at this point is shove something inside of me and i know that's just a matter of time yeah why did her nipple need to get torn off
1: because it's, it's the horror of being yeah that's why i thought oh this book is really graphic
0: yeah, it's really it's really graphic for this sort of stuff, not for the stuff that I read these books for for yeah. graphic nature. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, she knows, she remembers about Rick being killed, he's the love of her life, she's devastated. I, all I could think of is, I, in these kind of situations, there needs to be a cliff nearby because I would be running straight forward to throw myself off it. I couldn't cope with any of this. None of this.
0: She does start to go into shock, though, which I kind of appreciated. Yeah, that she's so traumatized from everything she's witnessed and her injuries that she does start to actually shut down physically and emotionally. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Who wouldn't,
0: but, um, She doesn't shut down before she notices that big strapping guy with the axe strapped to his back in the auction house. Mm -hmm, That everybody
1: is quiet when he walks in the room. They're very, they're all freaked out by him. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's what pushed her over the edge to um, put her in shock.
0: So that big strapping guy with the axe is Dar, of course. Of course. And he's there to bid on his housemate, but for some reason he's drawn to her. So he ends up kidnapping her instead of buying her, which is a little degrading, but kind of cute. Well, he's, for whatever reason, he's
1: able to reach out and touch her mind. And she's so full of grief and pain that he feels all of it and is overwhelmed. He doesn't even understand how she's lived this long. And he's like, I see bruises all over her, her arms at an angle. I mean, it was just horrible. He realizes she's human. She's too old to be sold for breeding material. So she's suited for a housemate which is convenient because that's what he's looking for.
0: So yeah, he's drawn to her, but he's not sure why. He even thinks this in his head, which is kind of insulting. It says, I have no idea why I'm so fascinated by her. It isn't like she's a raving beauty. (laughs) She's an older female out of her prime, and my kind don't mate for life.
1: I was surprised that the aliens even wanted her. It's like, let's just throw her to the side, because apparently a woman's usefulness is
0: dried up at this point well i guess that's why they're basically selling her to be a maid or something whatever housemaid is supposed to be then why are they so fucking mean so, to her i don't know because she has no use other than to scrub their intelligent ai house floors <laughs> 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 oh my god okay so then what happens? Uh, okay, so then he does take her off to his house. He gets her patched up by the doctor. He stays by her side for several days. And oh, wait. she wakes up. Wait, I, ha- I
1: have to mention this because it is mentioned several times through the book. And I'm like, could you please fucking stop saying this? They keep saying, for the love of light. For the love of light.
0: Yeah, that's like their version of a god, I think. Uh, well,
1: yeah. I think so, too. But I'm like, really? Could you stop saying it? It sounds ridiculous.
0: Well, a lot of stuff in this book sounds ridiculous. Okay, Garrett does eventually wake up to an empty house. But my note says, well, sort of, because Sage won't ever shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sage is constantly talking. Yes. <laughs> Another reason to kill it. So she feels a little bit better, I guess, because she opens the front door and runs off. Yeah. So Sage does rat her out though by contacting Dar somehow and telling him and she runs off into a market and gets surrounded by some bad aliens that Dar has to rescue her from. So they explain
1: in the book that Dar is the protector of this entire planet and all the people on it. He didn't realize how horrible the slave thing was where they're kidnapping these women it infuriates him and he swears he's going to get vengeance for what they did to her she doesn't know any of this she doesn't know whether he's a good guy or bad guy all she knows is she woke up terrified and takes off running and of course runs into these three bad guys but i'm thinking when i read that i was like why do the these
0: Everybody knows who Dar is. He's a keeper of the whole planet. These guys aren't scared of him. A lot of this stuff in this book doesn't make sense. Okay. It's just like that to fit the story she's trying to tell, I guess. Maybe so. I don't know. Well, okay. So they do go back to his house. He sends her to her room. And then she spends several days wallowing in that room over her husband, Rick, and the fact that he's gone.
1: Well, this is another thing that really, really really upset me about this book while she is wallowing in her room and I can get it he is able to spy on her through some kind of see-through wall and I'm like oh my god this guy is a creeper this is
0: disgusting that he is spying on what she's doing uh I guess but I didn't take it that way because I don't think she's even doing anything is it she's just laying there the whole time well, at some point she does get up and take showers and he's checking on
1: her. He's watching her. Mm-hmm. And I am think this guy's, this is disgusting.
0: I think I was so distracted by her constant grief over Rick that I didn't really focus on this other stuff because I was so annoyed by her and her process in the book. Well, that I, it overshadowed
1: a lot for me. I think that people can die of a broken heart. I, I really believe that and that part I actually it's so funny I'm like the mirror opposite because I was a, in, surprised at how quickly Rick got put by the wayside and she's turned on by I dar.
0: Mm, okay. So the thing that bothered me about her grieving so much over her husband is that she never thinks about her children. Yes.
1: That's what so I was it thinking. It doesn't make
0: sense to me. She's so upset that her husband died and that she'll never see him again. She never once thinks about, uh, okay, take it back. She does one time think about her kids. There's one sentence in the book of her thinking about how she's never going to see her kids again. Yeah. But there's sentences and sentences about her husband and how she misses him and how he's dead. And I'm like, sweetie, your children are now parentless because yeah. both of you are gone. Yeah. And it never occurs to you to think of your children and actually miss them and worry about what's happening with them. Well, addressing that
1: point, I will say when I I thought the exact same thing, because I thought, oh, my God, her poor children. They don't know what happened to them. This plane just disappeared or crashed. They've lost the trauma for her kids. And I thought this author must not have children.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I thought, because if she had kids, she would have worried about them but it's as if these kids are only two sentences in the whole book the one sentence where they say how the kids are grown up Mm -hmm. and then the other sentence later in the book where she realizes how much time has passed since she was kidnapped Mm -hmm. and how her kids will have died by this point i know that was terrible dar goes into that room eventually kind of snap her out of it and She, you know, of course, complains that her husband is dead. And what's the point? And then she says his house isn't homey enough. Yes. And she even asks him if his kids are so ugly that that's why he has no pictures on the walls. (laughs) And she complains that he doesn't have any pillows. Yeah. What the fuck? She's watching
1: too much HGTV.
0: Uh, Yeah. She doesn't ever complain that she won't see her kids again. Or or she complains that he doesn't have enough pictures on the wall or pillows. Yeah. This was so fucking bizarre to me. Yeah, it's like your life as you know it is basically over and this is what you're worried about. I don't know. Is the author really young and childless? So she thinks this is how a 46-year-old woman would react to this circumstance? (laughs) Well, you did see that picture, didn't you? The picture of her at the end of the book? Yes. I also read where she says she's Appalachian and she talks Appalachian. Yeah. That's how she writes her characters. Yeah. I think I okay. when I read that, I thought this explains everything. I have this question for you Is this something they say in the Appalachian region of America? When the character Kira gets cold, and what I would refer to the bumps on her skin as goose bumps, mm-hmm. Kira tells Dar that these are called chill bumps. I've never heard them called chill bumps in my entire life. Have what- you heard that before? <laughs>
1: No, but I've never been to the Appalachian Mountains. So I don't know. And it's like, is this really how you want to project the level of intelligence and what the
0: Appalachian people are like? I don't know. uh, Maybe people do call them that, but I had to highlight it because I was like, what is this? And is this actually something that happens, a saying that people use? I don't know.
1: I was listening to something else. I don't want to say the name of the podcast because I'm not 100% sure that this is the one. But whenever they say that, that something weird happens... I don't even understand what they're saying to repeat it, but they're not saying goosebumps. They're saying something else entirely. And I'm like, what are they even talking about? Is I, it full body chills? No, 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 no. Okay. okay. It's It's something hmm. that's like something flesh. I just got something flesh. And I'm like, what? What is that? Goose flesh? No, it's not. There's no geese hmm. involved. No. Okay, there's no <laughs> geese involved. Something weird. I'm telling you, I don't even
0: understand the word. But anyway, is there a partridge in a pear tree <laughs> or five swans of swimming? No, I, I can understand. There's no fowl. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't know, honey.
1: I'm just like, what the fuck are they saying? I've never heard of this. And where are these people from? But anyway, yeah, chill bumps. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Because I have heard goosebumps called other things because of this podcast. I just quasi explained to you.
0: I don't know. I will say that my dialect is very regionally based in the West Coast of the US. So English is one of those languages where it's depending on which region you're from and speaking it, you're going to have different words for the same thing. So it's very possible chill bumps is a real thing. I just personally don't know it. Yes, I agree with everything you just said. What I don't agree with in this book is Kira now deciding that she's going to come out of her funk with the sole purpose of her now life to be to make Dar's house into the alien prize worthy version of a house from Home and Garden magazine. Yes, it's the after. digest.
1: She's going to do the after picture of an HGTV um, remodel show, which are horrible. As an interior designer, that is not what it's like to be an interior designer. Where I want to do, I want to remodel everything in my house. What's that going to cost me, Mr. Contractor? Well, that would probably be $5,000. I'm like...
0: Please. Yeah, she even tells Sage, I need your help desperately. I want you to help me make this dwelling into a home that all others will try to duplicate. How does she know? She hasn't met any other aliens. What does she know what they're going to like?
1: Yeah, and how is I, Sage so excited about this? Because she's always wanted to do this. Or it's always wanted to do this. And now she's, they're going to be able to do
0: it. Yeah, what does Sage care? Sage doesn't use pillows. <laughs> at least i hope sage doesn't use pillows yeah i I, (laughs) (laughs) honestly i don't know so where are we now i don't know i'm on my next quote is from page 93 because my next quote is well what chapter are you in do you remember no i don't have the chapter listed i just have the page for the quote highlight it doesn't matter honestly (laughs) go ahead okay when i tell you this quote you'll you'll remember. So at some point in the book, Sage tells Kira that seven Dar- Planet days are six Earth days. And then on page 93, to answer her question of how long you've been here oh, yeah. or how long you have been gone, it says, I'm not sure if it's in your best interest for me to answer that. However, I understand why you feel like you need to know. Now, remember, we are simply guessing at the exact numbers. But with what data we have, I believe it's close to 80 or even 100 of your Earth years. Yeah. Uh how did seven of their planet days being six earth days go to 80 <laughs> to 100 years
1: i honestly <laughs> don't know but uh, other quotes that sage makes that just make me laugh out loud is she asks dar w- or sage i keep calling it a she she asks sage
0: or sage asked dar why does she always leak sir Because she cried. So when she finds out it's been at least 80 years, this is the only time she thinks of her kids. She thinks, Mm. my kids and what family or friends I had are all long gone. Yep. That's literally the only sentence in the book of her thinking about her children. Yeah, that would be devastating. It would be. I would also be very upset by this. Yeah, of course. And this is when we find out that she just turned 46 right before the attack. So my next note is her and Dar kind of becoming friends. Nothing really romantic happening. She's just kind of the live-in interior decorator for him. (laughs) And... (laughs) Yeah. So she does meet some of his kids, though. And it turns out he has 22 sons. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is that all about? Okay, it says that apparently there's some sort of alien sperm bank that all men have to sign up for because he says I had to donate my sperm for at least the first 10 rotations of my career. It also says any woman that wants to participate in the lottery buys a ticket. Once all tickets are sold... The winner's names are drawn, and within several rotations, she is artificially inseminated. They don't get to pick the father. The genetic specialist determines which traits will combine the best, and that is whose seed is planted in the womb. Yeah, it's all disgusting. So gross. (laughs) And if they don't get to pick the father, how are they finding out that he is the father to these 22 kids, to the point that now he has some relationships with some of these kids? It's just a weird, like alien sperm military draft Yeah, for no reason yes i agree okay so then for whatever reason my next highlight after that is it says she being kira runs her hands through her long hair as it hangs all the way to her knees and my note there is rapunzel Well, the other thing that got me besides
1: that is that she ends up wanting to create like a garden in the backyard. So Mm -hmm. Dar is helping her. One of his sons that she meets that scares the crap out of her finally comes over and starts helping her while they're getting these flats of plants she notices in one of the flats there's a lizard-like thing and all i could think of was tangle doesn't she have a, a lizard that lives on her shoulder she has pascal
0: he's a chameleon
1: yes well, she's got this same thing here. She ends up
0: finding this lizard thing. Yeah, in the first dedication part dedicating it to the husband that she's going to murder off quickly in the book, mm-hmm. she also dedicates it to her own real life lizard friend that she owned herself. Oh, I didn't I didn't
1: even realize that. I thought this is absurd. I'm all of a sudden I'm transported to a child's story, fairy tale and she I'm entangled. With the long hair and this lizard living on her shoulder that supposedly can kill you with with just one swipe of his tail. And they try to tell her,
0: you can't keep this thing as a pet. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's fine. She must know your grandmother. It's fine. It didn't remind you of yourself and all your gardening and every time you see a lizard and you scream lizard. Oh, that too. I would have been like, I would have (laughs) asked
1: Dark to kill it. (laughs) I thought, oh, to be able to just, you know, have them plant my plants and pick these types of plants i want i would
0: have been in heaven yeah i don't know why the house can remodel itself but it can't plant its own plants in the backyard i have no idea but yes in fact i saw i was sitting
1: on the sofa the other day and i can see the palm trees out one of my living room windows and there was the biggest fucking lizard i have ever seen in my life hanging out on the side of the palm tree just hanging there and i'm like That thing's terrifying. I have got to remember to wear closed shoes the next time I go out there. Because if that thing runs over my foot in my flip-flops, I'm going to die. (laughs) I'm going to have to burn my foot off.
0: Yes. (laughs) Horrible. Lizard. Uh, So, okay, I don't... I think we mentioned it. Pretty sure we didn't, but at some point, that barcode lojack thing she got from the first set of aliens was replaced by a new barcode that is Dars. So she has Dars mark on her now on her wrist, and for some reason, she keeps getting these like patterns changing in the barcode area and things happening. Kind of just keep that in mind. Yes and she that, that's keeps gonna saying, play a bigger part later
1: i'm good i keep forgetting to ask dar what this means it's like how the fuck could you forget to ask him that you have a barcode on your arm that's changing colors
0: yeah these things that swirl around you and do all this stuff so at some point she gets like attacked so those things are actually simbots Mm-hmm. that are part of Dar's body. They like live on his skin. They are protecting her and they make a protective cocoon around her because she had gotten attacked in the garden. Yeah, it was creepy. And so then she is okay. This is all towards like the end of the book. Well, before uh, you get
1: close- before you get to the almost the end of the book, I have to make a comment because again, there's a sentence where he says tells her the lord of light is who guides us through this world his love and light show you your way if you know what to look for and she thinks the lord never puts more on us than we can handle as long as we believe and my note is how far does this christian bullshit
0: spread oh my god really okay go ahead it's pretty close to the end of the book where she has a dream where basically she sees her husband her husband comes to her in some sort of dream Mm -hmm. vision yes and tells her it's okay for her to fall fall in love with her new alien roommate slash interior decorator boss. (laughs) And so then... She wakes up and is like, okay, it's okay for me to move on. I kind of liked that her husband died and she was so upset and then it took a really long time. This is the epitome of slow burn in a romance. Yeah, Kind of the only way I would accept her moving on from her husband that she was unnaturally obsessed with Mm -hmm. was this sort of route. And so my note is that they don't even do anything at all until the epilogue. Did you notice them even kissing? I know. He kisses her cheek or her forehead a couple of times, but they don't do anything at all until the epilogue.
1: No, but there's, before you get to the epilogue, there are other things in this book that I, quotes that I want to read where, you know, he is sitting on a Chase lounge and talking to her and she says, Dar, I know I am being completely irrational, female, right now, and I thought, "Bitch, speak for yourself." What do you mean? How dare you? You know how us women are. You know us, our females are. We can. We're completely irrational, and we need a big, strong man. That's the other thing. This guy is supposed to be the biggest badass that he guards this entire planet and goes out on these missions. But his his energy, what are those things? Simbots. Yeah, start migrating from him into Kira because even they know she's must be his mate and they need to protect her, causing him to get weaker. And I'm like, what? Why? To the point where he has to
0: retire being his badass and give it to his son i guess it's like his protective armor and because now he has to share it with his old human defenseless mate now it's really weakened him the other thing that made me sick is
1: his obsession with his father that died when he was or disappeared with some other warriors when he was a child i'm like what the fuck is happening now because he's always been
0: that little boy searching for his father i think that's just supposed to be set up for all the next books in the series which are about his sons hopefully not all 22 of them. But I think there's like five more books in this series that are from his son's perspectives. And I think, doesn't the book end with one of his sons going off to find the father or something like that? Yes, but there's it somehow comes out
1: that, oh my God, I think your father is on earth because that's
0: where the legend of vampires came from, that they drink blood. I- I'm like, what is happening? That didn't make any sense to me. And then she says, like, one of the gardens was familiar because she thinks she had seen that garden on Earth or something. Yes.
1: That's what makes him realize his father must be on Earth and his son goes looking for him. But the Earth is going to explode because of something. Devastation is coming. So he needs to find his father before this happens.
0: Yeah, it was kind of bizarre. Yeah, so now we're at the epilogue. Thank God it's almost over. In the epilogue, they do finally have sex. My only note from this was after he eats her out, he goes to kiss her and she says, No kisses, yucky girl breath. Yes. What is she? And I'm like, He just went down on you and you're worried (laughs) about your breath? Oh, my God. Mm. So, okay. And then he also, at one point, it says, Dar bends down and sucks one of my nipples into his mouth. Am I noticed? Girl, you only have one. (laughs) Why are you phrasing it like that? If I had to read about the author ripping the female man character's nipple off, Mm -hmm. she should fucking remember that for story continuity purposes at the end of her fucking book when they're finally doing something to... rephrase that and not focus on it only being one because she only has one. I know I'm jumping around but I ha- I forgot
1: to mention one yes I understand what you're saying but when they put her in that healing chamber and you know everything got healed maybe they gave her her nipple back I don't know <laughs> that could be a possibility. The other thing when they had the art in the book and they showed a picture of the lizard I'm like that's a fucking iguana. That's not, it looks exactly like an iguana. It's, there's nothing out of this world looking or creative about this thing.
0: Because when you're in a Word document and you search clip art for lizard, that's what comes (laughs) up. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And
1: then there's also in the epilogue or at the end of the book where she says that thing about, I'm Appalachian, I talk Appalachian. But to me, she was slipping in and out of that through the book and then when she's thanking everybody she goes And then to the Lord above, who gave a poor little girl from Ironton
0: a chance to dream. That's weird. Okay, well, whatever. I mean, I guess she could put anything she wants in her, like, thank you section. Okay, so my last note is the several times in the book where she uses references to movies or TV shows instead of writing descriptive portions of the story. Yeah. Number one, this is a damn Men in Black episode from TV. Number two, I feel like Dorothy, the Wizard of Oz. Number three, they look like the devil in the movie Legend. What mm-hmm. fuck movie is that? I don't even know. Oh, Legend's Number four, Will I, Smith. He's
1: the last person, I think, on Earth.
0: I do like that movie, actually. I, that movie is I Am Legend. Yeah. So, okay. Number four, I feel like I am in a sci-fi movie. Number five, Dar walks straight into a room off a Star Trek movie. Stop referencing shit in real life instead of just writing description if she can write description of nipples getting ripped off and yeah. insides getting sucked out like straws yeah she should be able to write descriptions for this stuff okay so do, are we going to rate this book now or what are we doing um i'm going to give it one dry panty i don't even know why i'm giving it one i agree maybe for you. the vividness of the disgusting aliens mm-hmm. at the beginning of the book yes i really thought when i read that i thought wow this person's got a great
1: imagination and then i don't know what happened it's like we just fell off a cliff or something i'm like who what the fuck happened who's writing this this is one of the worst books i've ever read i also give it one dry panty and a same thing i don't know why i'm
0: even giving it one i thought the exact same thing yeah i mean i guess if This is what you like. This is what you like. I'm not. There was a lot of things about the characters that I didn't like. I think. Her, the female main character. The premise was good. I thought it could have been a lot
1: better. And I was very disappointed in what it ended up being. But you know what? I'm very disappointed in a lot of things in my life. So, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and there are a lot of books in that series. So if we had really liked it, it would have been good for us. Because then we would have had a lot of books that we could have kept reading.
1: Yes, I agree. A hundred percent. So, yeah, can't recommend. Didn't enjoy it. I'm sorry to tell her. But, you know, maybe for some younger people or, you know, maybe that is good for them. It's not something I would read the next book in, I guess, what I'm trying to say.
0: All right. Well, are you reading anything you are liking?
1: Well, what aren't I reading? So I'm reading book two in the Faye Gamble that's called The Succubus Song.
0: Okay, Succubus Song.
1: Yes, I'm reading that and I'm really enjoying it. I'm also reading Radiant by Grace. What's her name? Draven. Draven, thank you. I'm reading that book, which is also I'm really enjoying. Oh, and then I started our next book. I'm reading three books, okay. I guess.
0: I haven't read that much. The only thing I've read, oh, I did read a book called "The Pucking Wrong Number" what by C. R. Jane. It's it's a contemporary romance, yeah. hockey romance. Okay, it was kind of weird. I gave it three stars. It's like a stalker obsessive. Do you know that TV show I think was on Netflix? Yes. Called You. Yes. I couldn't get into it. That's basically what it is. Yeah, no, me either. And I also read Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. That was really good, okay. but book two isn't out yet. So that was kind of upsetting. What genre is that one? I would call that a young adult, maybe new adult Mm -hmm. um, romance. Mm -hmm. It's set in, it's like the fantasy version of like World War II, I would say, how things are set up. This girl is a writer for a newspaper. She's trying to be a writer. Her brother is off at the war that's happening between the different gods in the world she writes a letter to her brother using the typewriter she owns puts it in the closet because she shares a room with her brother so she just kind of is saving it for whenever she does see him again i guess but then the letter ends up disappearing and then a letter shows up in return so she starts this like correspondence with somebody through the closet through the magical closet The closet is. sounds interesting yeah so then i really enjoyed it but like i said book two isn't out yet and i don't think it's coming out for a long time which makes me sad i'll probably just read book two whenever it does come out though i did
1: promise myself i wasn't going to i wasn't going to start reading books that don't have everything out oh and you know what there was another keep talking i need to look for something while you're chatting
0: (laughs) okay um there's another book Um, that i I also
1: wanted to start reading so i I have to open my kindle to find it sorry
0: oh no that's all right um i also read to kiss a dragon by miranda bridges i didn't really care for it mm, that's a um, bummer but i do have some stuff on my kindle that i'm excited to read let me look let me go into my library
1: yeah i want to read dance of the forest king by Alyssa thorne it's a second book i think in that series
0: oh, okay that's funny because the one book i have in here to read is the most recent from her in that series and that one is called roar of the storm king oh and i also want to read book three by sarah ivy hill scorched by starlight oh yeah I downloaded that too so i read it I did too.
1: If I could figure out how to get to my samples in this stupid Kindle. I I hate to think, you know, there's a lot of people that are my age and they're, they're not able to do half of the shit. Oh, okay. So I started reading a kinky book called Rough Punishment. (laughs) Okay. I ended up, I just downloaded a sample because sometimes I like things that are really dominant, dominant. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to enjoy this. But I saw, you know how Kindle advertises books? You know what I mean? When you go to turn your Kindle on. Like the
0: suggestions? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's a book called... There is no Lord of Light. (laughs) No, there is no Lord of Light. I firmly believe that. It's called House of Vampires. It had... Okay. It has a lot of... There's like 28 books in this series. Oh, wow. And it it had like a 2,000 reviews. And I was like, oh, this might be interesting. I don't know if you'll like it. It's by Samantha Snow. Because I think it's a reverse harem. I, I think it starts as a reverse harem. And I thought, you know, if this book has that many reviews. And that many books in a series. Because I am looking for another long series i'm gonna read it and see what happens hmm. okay i don't know if you Yeah, i have
0: never even heard of it well
1: i only heard of it because of the um the suggestion thing i have checked out books that huh. they've suggested so anyway that okay that's something i'm gonna see and you know me i love vampires yes <laughs> they're it's one yes, of my favorite yeah i don't even i don't maybe true blood no i like them before that i think i've read almost every vampire book before we i started discovering these uh, independent authors
0: that's uh you want to talk about our next book sure the next book is the alpha's savior by Reese Barden
1: yes and again i have now
0: i i started that book so oh you did okay. try to be on time for our next recording since I'm kind of falling by the wayside sometimes in my note-taking and my preparation.
1: Well, I, for one, uh, this is book one in a five-book series, correct? The Shifters of
0: Great Mm -hmm. Ridge. Yeah, there's several books in the series. I don't know how many, but yes. Yeah,
1: what I'm looking at, it says five. And I started reading this book, and I can see already where they're setting other characters in the book up for future books and mm-hmm. you know yeah i started it but again there's so many freaking books i want to read it, it's ridiculous i need to stop reading multiple books at a time just because mm-hmm. um i can't stop what am i saying i'm lying to you i'm never going to stop reading multiple <laughs> books at <laughs> time don't even listen to me. It's just what I do. <laughs> I have 30 books. Yeah. I, yeah. I start reading it once. I have 20 craft projects I'm doing at once. Oh, I finished my mirror. I'm, just, it's so beautiful. When it gets hung up in the bathroom, maybe we can post a picture of it on our instagram account the bonded book instagram site um today i'm gonna try to patch the holes in the bathroom wall. i had the bathroom remodeled thank god finally kitty who's which
0: kitty oh my god yeah that's bowie oh bowie bowie's so fat he's not in the room so now he's we lasted over an hour with him not complaining i'm shocked Uh,
1: when i was over there the other day or to feed the dogs for you or let the dogs out for you bowie came walking in the room and i'm like Oh, my God. Bowie, you are the fattest, biggest orange cat.
0: <laughs> You're <laughs> so fat. He's such an orange cat. He's got such an orange cat personality. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so what are you going to do today? Um, Maybe clean a little bit, organize. The kids are recovering from the first week of school. Oh, yeah. So just kind of, I don't even know what the weather's supposed to be like today. So probably hide in the air conditioning
1: yes of course i'm terrified of what my air conditioning bill is going to be but you know i can't handle it i just feel like i'm going to pass out in my house i feel bad for everybody that is roasting in the united states today because we are roasting and then even northern california with the fires in oregon is besides roasting they're choking on smoke it's just horrible there's no place to run hopefully scotland i agree yeah I still, even at my age, still fantasize all the time about running away to another country. I don't know why I think that's even
0: <laughs> something that's going to happen, but I love it. Well, you never
1: know. We have two months left till our trip. Can you believe it? That's crazy. It is crazy. I can't believe it's this close. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. And I'm even more excited that we're not flying through the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to, uh, I need to get going on my dolls before Christmas and my pan surgery, and then I need to fix the bathroom wall.
0: Okay, well, get to work. <laughs> oh, yeah. <did> you- <laughs> chop, <laughs> chop, chop. Chop, chop. Yeah.
1: What does Jeff do? He claps his hands like, yes, get get on it. That's me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be home all day. I'm excited. And then tomorrow I'm going out to breakfast with my friend, and um, that's it.
0: Nice. Yeah. So right, um, we'll enjoy all your leisure time.
1: I absolutely will. And you too. I'm glad you're going to stay inside and rest
0: and stay cool. Yes, absolutely. All right, honey. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the bonded books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.